Are you supposed to sing a jingle about that? It's recording. Thank you. That's like your job here. Got it. So welcome again to our currently unnamed podcast. Unnamed podcast. I'm Shelby. I'm Tracy. And for this episode, we're going to interrogate Tracy. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, so we're just going to do a whole episode on her background, how she got to the place she is, um, I'm sure lots of other fun, very personal details. Yes. <laughs> you look so excited. I really am. Well, you know, I was an only child. I like talking about myself. I know. Okay. okay. So let's just dive right in. Do you want to just uh, tell me a little bit about like your background and how you grew up? And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I... Especially when it comes to, you know, faith, I, you know, was raised um, within the ELCA church, which um, is the Lutheran body that is um, the most, well, it's the largest Lutheran um, church uh, denomination in the U.S. And what does the ELCA stand for? Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Um, it's the most liberal and progressive of the Lutheran denominations, at least that I know of. And um, it actually ended up, it was two different denominations that ended up coming together um, and forming the ELCA. So the ELCA is still kind of fairly new, you know, like, because it was, and I don't even remember, it was like ALC and some, something else. So like other Lutheran churches. Anyway, so I was raised in the ELCA um, by a very Lutheran family um, and not super conservative, or at least I didn't, you know, think so. I mean, it was pretty, you know, fine. I don't, I didn't really hear about gay people, but that was also, you know, 7,000 years ago. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, you know, raised in the church, I liked going to church. Um, uh, I got to uh, doodle on envelopes. Best part of church service. Best part of church service. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it was great. Went with my parents, went with my family. My whole family went to the same church, um, and, which was really cool. Or split between two churches. So that was my, my kind of upbringing. Um, then for high school, I went to a Lutheran high school. It was a Missouri Synod-run high school. So Missouri Synod is more conservative. Um especially on like things like women's role in the church and uh, the homosexuals, that kind of um, thing. But it was one of those things where I was not out to myself, so I didn't notice that. I mean, my mom did say, like, oh, don't cause trouble, because the ELCA does have more. Like, we would, um, there were women pastors, and in the Missouri Synod, you there were no women pastors. Um, so these are things that the different divisions of Lutherans yes. disagree on amongst exactly. themselves. Exactly. Okay. These are, yeah. So you have to you have to align yourself in the one that you had the most checkboxes in. That's okay. what it definitely uh, seems like. So, so yeah, so I went to a, a Missouri Synod run Lutheran high school, um, which was fine. It was, I mean, it was nice. I had four years of theology and that kind of stuff. And I mean, it was, it was fine. Uh, when I went to college, then I kind of really, like, fell 
<laughs> fell out of like with the church, I guess, you know, I just, I like that term, right? Fell out of like, <laughs> I fell out of like, you know, cause I was indifferent, but I was like, that's oh, still a big part of my life. And, you know, um, that kind of stuff. But I, you know, kind of definitely, uh, strayed away and kind of just stop going to church or any sort of like religious type of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you spent so many years growing up getting this like kind of, you know, at times pounded into your head, you mm-hmm. know, that like, it's never going to com- like just completely disappear. And yeah, exactly. It. it was one of those, it's just always kind of like in the, in the, in the background. Um, but then there was like, what happened? I don't remember. There was some sort of event like a tragic event that happened in college. I must have blotted it out of my memory because I don't really remember. Or maybe it was a, a, a combination of a bunch of things. Which then, you know, like, because this was my kind of upbringing, my, like, like kind of idea of, like, how to cope with it was like, oh, well, you know, I should probably go to, like, a church or, a, like, a faith community thing. And, um, so like I, I pendulumed back into the religious world, but like went, like, I hate to say it, like went too far kind of thing where like, I really, like I swung into, um, uh, I think it was probably the free pizza that (laughs) drew me in to like a lot of these like really conservative groups. Um, and so like I was, and then I played the drums. So that's always something when you go into a church, um, the first time you never say the two things like I'm a web designer or a graphic designer or I'm a drummer because you just get like roped in. Like, <laughs> it's true. You just get swept up instantly. instantly. Yeah, exactly. So I actually started playing drums with the worship team for Campus Crusade for Christ, which um, is very much on the conservative side of the spectrum. Yeah, fairly fundamentalist. Very fundamentalist, exactly. And you know my. And, but I still identified as Lutheran. So that was really an interesting thing because like, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it and like the, um, like I love the music and it was definitely, it was just like, it was marketed to me. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. And it was, it was marketed really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the students that were a part of the, of, of Campus Crusade at that point, you know, yeah, some of them were like a little bit more conservative and bordering on the like quote-unquote Bible-thumping, you know, people, most of them really weren't. Like, they were just really, like, passionate about, you know, their faith, but not in a harmful way, which was really, really cool to see. And, like, that was a perfectly comfortable place for me. Um, It wasn't until, like, I really had, like, conversations with some of the, like, leaders where I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, they would ask me, like, basically that litmus test of faith of, like, oh, well, what church do you go to? Oh, I, you know, my home, and I was like, my home congregation is an ELCA church. And they would always, like, their tone would change, and they would be like, well, you got to be careful because they don't, so they would say something about, like, they don't believe in the Bible completely, or they don't teach Bible, I don't know, the terminology, like, Bible yeah. rooted or some, you know, something yeah, like, like that. It was always like, they would just kind of like look down. I was like, but I never had a problem with my church. I actually really kind of enjoyed that, even though I was, you know, in this like very conservative. Yeah, so you're getting area. this, like, we care about you. Yeah, exactly. But, but, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So like that was really starting to irk me. And, but, um, you know, in hindsight, really realizing, um, 
because but I stuck with it, you know, because it was this safe place to hide. So like, yeah, like I didn't know I was gay. Um, I didn't come out until I was 27, but like, that's one of those things where people are like, how did you not know? Like everyone's like, what do you mean you didn't know? Because like, it wasn't even an option. It wasn't even were, an option because where you were hanging out, <laughs> where I was hanging out, like yeah. what I had been hurt, like my, my religion and faith was like such a big part of me that like, I don't want to like do something that's going to make me give that up. And the way it was presented to me that those people, quote unquote, um, chose that instead of. Yeah. It wasn't even something to religion. consider. It wasn't. It wasn't a choice. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was never presented to me. The, the, the full picture, the full story was never presented to me. Yeah. Um, so like it was one of those, I never really, um, even kind of thought about that as an option. And then even, even then, like, you know, uh, being a part of that kind of fundamentalist uh, conservative, you know, groups is a great place to hide because you just learn the language and you learn the, like the magic words to say, and you don't have to think for yourself. You just like, learn what and you just mimic what everyone else does and you're like oh okay well I'm totally I totally fit in I don't have to think about this and like the whole idea of like questioning your faith was something like seen as a weakness instead of something that you were trying to get deeper within your relationship with God and that so it was one of those things where I was like your deeperness was just by reciting things. And I was like, yes. all right. By learning cool. more things. To by recite. learning more things to recite. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, in hindsight, I realized like that was a great place for me to hide. I didn't have to even think about or question those parts of me that I, you know, maybe had questions with something like, why? It just doesn't make sense. It's like one of those things like, so for me, being allergic to seafood, mm-hmm. I've never had seafood. I've been told it's harmful to me. Mm-hmm. I don't actually remember having reactions. I was very young. So if you're told your whole life, this is very harmful to you. Like, I just don't ever think of ordering seafood. Yeah. I just, it's just not an option. It's yeah. just not a choice. It's kind of the same thing that you like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. This is harmful for you. Yeah. So it's just not something you consider. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you anyway. trust that these people love you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's what they said. Yeah. So anyway, um, Graduated from college, was still part of that kind of conservative area. But although at that point, the last two years, two and a half years-ish, so yeah, I think two and a half years of college, um, I, you know, was raised in the ELCA. So, like, there was an ELCA, the campus ministry. So, like, I just randomly one time, you know, walked in the door and, like, really found a... And, then, and there I felt instantly comfortable even though like I normally especially in that age when you walk into a place where you don't know you're there for the first time like you never just feel comfortable it takes a lot of courage to even walk in the door exactly and so like I got in the door and I just was like oh I just like really yeah these these are my people and I just kind of like really connected with them so like I continued going to crusade because like I loved the music and I played the drums with that and you know um, actually found some really good friends that have carried you know carried out beyond um, that era of my life Um, but then I was also was going to the Lutheran campus ministry so it was interesting because like 
I didn't necessarily, especially because of, you know, how Crusade, you know, Campus Crusade was marketed. It was supposed to be marketed and wanted to get a wider audience. So they rarely, if ever, dive would dive into, like, those controversial things. It was always happy, happy Jesus yeah. things, right? Total bait and switch kind of. To- exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, but I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of these conflicting things, only with, like, the leadership of yeah. these organizations. Only when you get into, like, private conversations. Exactly. So I was fine just doing all trained. of these things together. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like, we would have... I lived in the Lutheran Campus Ministry House the last two years of my college career and loved it. Like, it was just the best experience in my life. I felt, you know, just, like, it felt great. Like, I was in the dorms all the other years, and those I just, like, ugh. I like I felt it was awful, and then I was over the the campus ministry house, and I was like, it was great. We didn't even have parties. We had like a, I, like we um, the campus pastor was like, you were we were allowed to use that space, and and I just um, invited over the campus crusade people for a root beer kegger, and we had a party at the Lutheran campus ministry house, and even some of those leaders that were like, oh, careful for those Lutherans. <laughs> you know, like they were there. And so I was like, everything's great. Everything's fine. Wonderful. Yay, Jesus. Um, yay, Jesus. Yay, Jesus. So, and that's how I kind of ended out my college career. Um, and then after college, and so it was interesting. Like I was like really like heavily into crusade. And then like, I was like, oh, I'm feeling more and more comfortable within the Lutherans and stuff. And then uh, within the, it's a pan-Lutheran organization called uh, Youth Encounter. Okay, so what does pan-Lutheran mean? Pan-Lutheran means, uh, like, basically pansexual, where you're, like, it's a cross It's a full spectrum. Okay. So while it was, it was called pan-Lutheran because it was, like, birthed out of the Lutheran tradition and, like, drew from people of different Lutheran synods. Mm-hmm. However, like the, the the very very far right of uh, like Wisconsin Synod Lutherans, um, they weren't a part of this. I mean, yeah. so it was interesting. Like they so called like, it Pan Lutheran. It was because it was based in like Lu- like kind of that Lutheran um, type of ideal, but so, and most of it was um, uh, fueled and and populated by like the different Lutheran bodies, but. Usually only the ELCA and some Missouri Synod um, would actually... Uh, oh, so like this... So there's another group that's farther right than the oh, Missouri yeah. Synod. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they kind of opted out by their own choice. Well, like they yeah. So, out. I mean, a funny story about them. I mean, because um, I went to UW-Milwaukee, and right across the street from the Union is basically campus ministry row it's a gauntlet of campus ministries okay so on the corner um is the elca lutheran campus ministry um what did you call it corner house yay corner house <laughs> um and then right next to it is the ucm or university christian ministries which is basically the conglomerate of a lot of other protestant you know the Methodist, Presbyterian, you know, that kind of um, UCC, all of them kind of shared that. We have a similar deal at OSU. And so, (laughs) yep, exactly. And so, and so we got along great. We did things together. We joined events, obviously, because we were very much aligned in more and more of these um, denominations. 
And the ELCA in particular are joining in with, you know, called full communion. So basically, you know, even to the fact that like you can become a pastor through one of the denominations uh, seminaries and then be um, credentialed credentialed for another. Yeah, exactly. So like there's some more and more overlap and more and more gray areas. So like we got along great. Then right next door was the Wisconsin Synod Lutherans. Okay. So, um, and now that, uh, I think at one point, it wasn't when I was there, but I think maybe a couple of years after or a couple of years before, maybe like one time they had been like invited, sent out an invitation to all the campus ministries for a movie night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and the ELCA people, they're like, yeah, great. Well, absolutely. Because we're friendly. We love everyone, right? You know, like that's, you know, you know what we at least what we strive to anyway yeah and uh and then the the people there like maybe welcomed them but then just didn't talk to them they like ignored them completely they talked to everyone else there and like it was like oh, oh those are the 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 heretic lutherans oh it the was ELCA. like so the, the ELCA. so the wisconsin synod people yeah they were talk- not like, talking to the ELCA. People. yeah exactly yeah. but welcome to our house for movie night but then we're not going to talk to you and so yeah. it was really weird so it was like there's always that divide between those two houses okay. you know even though they're just one you know like two doors down yeah um so anyway the that was you know, so that kind of thing and then actually then there was like a private house and then there was the at that time there was then the missouri synod Okay. So like it was funny because it was like so you all had representation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, so so anyway, coming back. So you were talking about how it was mostly ELCA and Missouri Synod mm-hmm. when you were going for to- yeah for Youth Encounter. Yeah. So you and Youth Encounter, it's a it um, was an organization. It just closed its doors about like a year or two ago. Um, which was sad, uh, but because it was going for quite a while, and it was a nonprofit organization based out of the Twin Cities that um, did all sorts of very youth youth ministry focused, you know, ministries here, right? Um, so youth focused uh, things. So like they did these big events for high school students, and they did these events for like middle schoolish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I the thing that I participated in was called Team. And, it, and we're basically, I joke, but it's kind of true. It was like a reality TV show without the cameras because they put together, you apply, and then they put together these teams based upon variations in, you know, like personality and skill sets and stuff. So like it literally, they're, they're putting people together that hopefully aren't going to kill each other, right? Like, you know, be really against each other. But that are very different, and you learn to like communicate with people that communicate differently with you. So, what do you do on this team? So, we do on this team. So, basically, we have teams of you know six or seven, five, six or seven people, teenagers to you know in their twenties. Um, they basically you, everyone's musicians or trained in a musical instrument or as a uh, sound tech. Uh, given a van full of uh, musical instruments and a schedule, and we travel around and play family shows, concerts, and puppet shows um, <laughs> in churches around the U.S. Um, so these teams, there was, you know, at the time when I was a part of it, there were, I think, like 13 teams all out on the road at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like six or seven of them were 
international teams, which was one of the ones I was in. So then, you know, after we had a month long training where we learned the music and learned how to like, you know, get along with each other and how to do this whole team thing. Um, and then basically sent on the road. Um, and, um, and then, uh, the U S teams just were in like different regions in the U S um, and they were there for the whole year. Um, with a couple breaks, we had winter break and, uh, midwinter or a summer, a spring break kind of thing. Um, and, uh, then the other teams went internationally. And so I was on a team that went to Denmark. So we spent eight months around the Northeast U S and four months in Denmark. So, uh, and that was an, an experience because when I kind of went into that year, I had that kind of, well, I, I was hearing these echoes of these leaders of like Campus Crusade saying, oh, well, you know, you got to be careful in that, you know, in that church. They're not, they're not quite there yet. Like that's the, the, the thing. They're not quite there yet. Like right. they're in a process. Like kind of doing They're half-baked. Yeah. You know, they're kind of doing this Christian thing, yeah. right? This Jesus following thing. And so yeah. like I had a little bit of that echo in me. So like I had this kind of, especially when I was going into churches and I was like, oh yeah, this is, I see what they're saying. But then like by the end of it, I was like, no, I like it completely changed. It was like, no, this is like, yeah. God is working through all of these places, like in amazing ways. And right. You know, even some of these small little rural places where all of the um, all of the people were like of retirement age. Like I was like, oh, you can totally see, you know, Jesus show up in these in these things, even yeah. though they they've they've done these ritual and these these um, these liturgies for. <sighs> 50 years. Yeah, these liturgies that repeat annually. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, and, but like, you could still feel like, oh, this actually, it's not just them reciting things. Like, this is actually meaningful. And like, so like, it took, through that year, I definitely, you know, became more on the like, oh yeah, you know what? Like, no, I really do uh, agree with this and I really like this. And, I missed the liturgy. Like I actually now feel like as an adult, I can kind of connect to it. Like yeah. that's, you know, oh, like it's not just people re reciting and memorizing things. It's just like, oh, it's some it's something where it's like a universal and it's a connecting us with each other in a in a way where we're all saying the same things and from years past and years in the future and like oh like yeah. it's just. It made all of those things kind of come together. So that was amazing. You know, like it was a great year. Um, well, it was a hard year because you really learn, um, especially being an only child. Just like <laughs> now you're now you you're you're sharing your time with all these people constantly and these strangers and stuff. But it was amazing. Like you learn um, you just learn how to deal with people. You learn how to be a guest in someone's home because we stayed in, in uh, host homes all year um except when we were in denmark sometimes we would spend a week in a boarding school which was the coolest thing ever <laughs> anyway so yeah that was you know so that was kind of bringing me back pendulum into um lutheran world i feel yeah yeah i feel like there there's this uh there's this phenomenon in the more like fundamentalist side of christianity where because 
something is a ritual because something is routine mm-hmm. that it like can't be meaningful. Yeah, this like understanding yeah. of that and yeah, so, it's well, there it's it's all emotion driven. It's yeah. it's it's you know it's the 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 dancing and the crying and the that kind of stuff where like that's where the spirit shows up. Oh, I had a completely different experience. But oh, we'll see, talk about that. No, when, like when that's we do mine. <laughs> got it. Yeah, but yeah. So like no, like that's that. And like in 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 um, that liturgy, it's you know it's one of those things where like especially when I was you know in college in Campus Crusade, and they would be like, oh, like share your testimony. When did you come to Jesus? And I was like, but like it's been a like my my whole story it's been gradual there's yeah. no, it wasn't just like this one like aha right. like right. i found god like right. no 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 first off i didn't find jack because <laughs> like that's not like no like that's not how that works you know like oh god doesn't just be like, like you really think jesus didn't show up until i like yeah him? exactly like, like you really you really yeah you really think i'm that powerful that i could just like <laughs> summon no no that's not no that's not cool, but or whatever. Or like snuck up on me, you know, like scared yeah. the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know, but whatever. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I always had that kind of like, well, like I don't really have like an aha moment, and you know, and you know, especially in that group, that was almost looked down. I was like, oh, well, you haven't had that yet. You haven't found Jesus yet. You haven't found Jesus. I was like. No, like probably because you're losing. Right? Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, that 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 rubbed me the wrong way. And now seeing like, oh no, these people really had a real faith. Yeah. And okay, like that was really cool. So that oh. that was that that kind of brought me back into you know being really comfortable about like kind of being Lutheran and like really um, holding on to that identity. Yeah. When you so, were um, speaking about like kind of the perceptions of Lutheranism from the fundamentalist perspective did you ever hear the um phrase like watered down faith or watered down christianity not really okay that's that's kind of that's a phrase from my cool. background so i was curious if, if that was yeah no something that they said out loud to people that they knew didn't agree with them okay go ahead um yeah so then so then let's let's move on past college past team mm-hmm. what happens next so but that's when it gets real spicy and interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, th- this whole time, I'm thinking or pretending that I'm straight. Feeling, like, a little like a fish out of water, but, you know, mostly I'm like, well, just, that's just, I'm just learning much. I don't know. I don't know. I made excuses for everything, right? Because there's no other thing to do. There's Everybody no thing tells to... you that it's awkward. So. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. Like, that's fine. That's fine. So I get back into Milwaukee um, and still, you know, kind of now I'm like more like Lutheran, but I still kind of dabbled, <laughs> dabbled. You know, I had this phase where, <laughs> you know, like, because I still love the music and the dancing and so like one of my friends was at um, an Assemblies of God church so we would go there sometimes and there was another big mega church outside of Milwaukee and I joined their 20 something ministry because again I could play the drums and you know it was really great so fun music and I love this stuff and um, so I even played at the their main church their main church service one time um, played like djembe and like this is like the they had an auto- like a, a whole auditorium and they 
basically it was like I think five thousand people each Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it has to be like a minimum of three thousand to be considered a mega church. Like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I was a part of this, and I was like, yeah, I found this community, and it was really great. You know, um, I always. Um, Interesting because, like, I would, you know, I had some of my friends through that that um, even carried over from Campus Crusade that, you know, they would say things like, oh, this pastor, this lead pastor, he's such a man of God, like, he's so true. And then I remember very vividly, like, walking in the back hallways of this mega church, and I walked past him, and I felt this sinking feeling in my like this this gut feeling I was like oh there's something wrong like he just gave you the creeps totally like there was something and I was like I'm usually I usually can read people like I feel their energy I I feel that pretty deeply and like I was like he's I felt like I was like it felt like he was like one of those villains and some mask was gonna come off like that's what it felt like it was like he's not saying who he is yeah there's something he's hiding like I could just feel that and I just I kept having those little experiences in these in these very conservative areas and I was like still just not feeling completely a part of that um so then this, but it's still, still a part of the, the ELCA. And I was going back to the Campus Ministry Center because you go back to where you know. And then, like, um, I was playing, you know, djembe, you know, hand drums for their worship service because they had a new campus pastor and she had invited me to play. And I was like, Rachel? oh, yeah. No, actually, this was oh. some, there was someone between there. Oh, yeah. interesting. Exactly. So... Um, yeah, so anyway, because our campus pastor, he retired, like, the year after us, because, obviously, he couldn't, you know... He just couldn't top his experience with you. Exactly. That's what we said. Um, anyway, so, like, I was, so, back, I'm in both courts, I have feet in both, uh, both sides here, and, um, and then, because the Lutheran campus ministry, um, is where they are in the spectrum of, um, like, social issues and and beliefs and that they were putting together a conference called the expressions conference whatever right and um it was all about like sexuality and faith and i was like okay so i actually got um hired to do the graphic design uh for this conference so i did and um actually my designs got banned from the campus of Marquette University in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So I could say some of my designs have been banned. <laughs> Which you love. I, if you know Tracy at all. I kind of love it. Yeah. You know that she loves this. Totally did, yeah. Um, but the funny part was that the picture was of the, the last guy I dated. <laughs> it was like a silhouette, though. It was tasteful. It was, it was very like... tasteful. It was very tasteful. It was really cool. Like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. No, here. exactly. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. It was... It was because that was a very conservative... Yeah, um, yeah, they've never seen this. They, I've seen the design. It, it was very, like... It was like a silhouette, kind of. Yeah, actually, know. I thought it was a really... It was a really great design. Yeah, it was a really good way to, like, visualize the subject matter, even, like, something that's, like... Put in, like, a... It, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was, like, a hint to... This is, like, a, a thing about sexuality, but, like, you know... Yeah. yeah, for me, the visual even invoked the, like, just, like, kind of 
like ruminating in the issue, you mm-hmm. know, like it, the visual didn't invoke the like, let's go to a drag show, you know, <laughs> like not the like jumping full in, but just like kind of inviting you to contemplate things. Yeah. So yeah. it was anyway. very well executed. Anyway, She's so fantastic. now everyone, everyone's going to be like, I really want to see this. <laughs> We're going to have to post that. We'll so have to post it. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I'll find it somewhere on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then I was hired to take pictures um, and maybe some video or something. I think pictures. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I'll go to this thing, whatever. Um, and so I was there taking pictures and, well, you know, there's only so many pictures you can take of someone standing at a podium. So I was like, I was sitting and listening and stuff like that. And for the first time in my life, I basically heard the other story. So, like, I, you know, I very much um, will, will um, if someone has spent their life learning and has these degrees to go on and, like, PhDs and all these things and religious studies and like study the uh, the original, like learn the original languages of the Bible and like not just relying on the English translations, which have gone through so many years and so many uh, human, you know, mind translations, yeah. right? Edits and revisions. And, and revisions and all these things. Lenses. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I trust these people because like they, you know, they have studied this. They like, okay. I will listen to what you're saying because I know you've put in the work to, you know, to, to know this, to understand, yeah. understand which it. was something that was probably that, instilled in you when you were yeah. in the fundamentalist side of things. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. kind of like, but there it wasn't so much because, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, you, you go to seminary to do all of these things. I mean, it was, it was like the, I feel like I got more of that from the Lutheran tradition because okay. you all the uh, education. So anyway, um, the so anyway at this conference and I heard the other side of the story and I heard these people that I found very educated and knew their shit and they were like hey the Bible doesn't say that homosexuality is wrong this is the this is the original translation this is where this word is used otherwise like all of these different things and all of a sudden I was like wait a minute I've never even heard this side and now I've heard several people that were incredibly intelligent. They have like years, 20, 30, 40 years, like studying this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, okay, now I have to, now I have to wrestle with this. Now I really understood that whole like wrestling with God mm-hmm. um, thing was like, oh, now I've heard this thing. It's opened my mind. It's helped me to kind of like, um, like, look deeper within myself and then uh, pair that with some of these other like interactions I had. Um, there was a whole bunch of them. One of them was like a Rob Bell uh, book called Velvet, Velvet Elvis. And uh, the, where he talks about, like I literally, I like read this thing and then I had to like put the book down and just like, uh, like sit with it for like an hour. Cause it was like the, the part was like he was looking at two different ways of explaining faith or looking at faith. One being a brick wall, which is how I was always seeing this thing, is like each of these things, like women's role in the church, homosexuality, um, liturgy, like music, dancing, all of these different things, worship styles, these things as a brick, building a wall, and then your wall, that is your faith, right? And 
if you try to challenge one of those bricks, well, you can't because it'll 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 risk just collapsing the like the whole the integrity of the whole wall is going to be yeah. at risk. Yeah. Right, take a brick out of the center. Everything yeah, falls everything's down. gonna fall apart. So, right. like, I would never question any of these things that I learned and was raised with. Mm-hmm. So th- that that was, and then you know, everyone, if your wall looks like this person's, then you fit together and you are in this church and like all of these different things. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So then, what was the other? And side then the other knows? side of it was um, a trampoline. So where Jesus, God, like your core of your faith is the that main part of the trampoline that that cloth portion that whatever the material is and then all these other pieces are a spring they're flexible you can take one off and then replace it you know without destroying the whole thing so your whole faith is not based on these other little things and these things are flexible and you can look at them you can expect you know inspect them and then even just the fact of like who wants to play with the wall? No one. But like a trampoline, everyone wants to jump on the trampoline, right? I mean, come on. If you see a trampoline, you want to jump on it. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Of yeah, course. Obviously. Obviously. So like, yeah, it was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So that, that was a big part of it. Then my friend gave me this quote. And like, we've not, I've not been able to figure out who wrote it. Or where it's from. We spent several We several tried to find, to find this, this sighting, but whatever. Yeah. But loosely, like, what I remember it was those, um, uh, well, actually, it was around the same time where I was thinking, like, oh, well, you can't separate parts of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this, you know, your sexuality is a part of you just, like, you know all these other pieces, like your personality and these things. So like, you can't separate them. And, um, the, the quote went something like, well, approaching your, the throne of your creator with anything less than your full self is cheating your creator. And I was like, again, this, this happened from, this was from a friend when we were sitting in a bar talking and I was like wait a minute this is where church was happening like that I realized I was like the spirit was there in this bar loud bar where we're talking with an atheist a Lutheran and I don't know like whoever else and I was like that's where church that's where God showed up in these things and I was like it was amazing and so all those things um and then uh realizing oh wait a minute uh so yeah I am gay uh and that whole thing, it's just all of those pieces put together and then wrestling with all of those things really, you know, helped me come to who I was. So really, it was Jesus that helped me realize I was gay. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, and maybe the <laughs> and maybe the woman that, like, you know, was uh, my first girlfriend. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. She pursued you a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but anyway, so all of those things. So, yeah. It was, it was crazy. And that's what I mean. Like I, you know, found a church that was like super gay friendly and, uh, the, the gay community was like, why would you be a part of a church? I don't understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was very interesting. Like, well, you ended up switching churches, right? I did. I switched my membership from my home church that I grew up in, um, to the church where technically my, my membership still is, even though, um, I'll have to switch that since I'm moving 
But um, yeah. want, uh, you're moving to be with me. I know, but I'm but I'm also sad that I'll have to like change my membership from the community, which was you know they've been a big part of my life for many years. So so that's that's the wah 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 portion. But yeah, so that was, uh, it was a crazy journey. Um, and, you know, through that, you know, it was interesting because people, I'm like, well, I wish I wouldn't have, people are like, oh, that's too bad you spent all that time in, you know, conservative land. I was like, yeah. well, you know what? Like it, it taught me what their motivation is. Like, I understand why they say the things that they're saying. Yeah. And it's a lot of times it's because that's what they're, they're, taught yeah and they they like you're genuinely when you're in that space being someone who grew up in that space like you're genuinely trying to do the best that you know how to do for Mm -hmm. for the people that you love you know you you're generally genuinely and you're using the language that you have right and that's the language that you have and so then being in this space with you having this um like time with them like Mm you it's harder to just demonize and write off these people. Well, exactly. And just the fact that, like, I also um, feel like I have more um, introspect of, like, what... So a lot of times, especially, like, the argument of of more liberal and progressive faith, um, not, well, kind of against to, like, to... um, butt up against whatever the the kind of conservative teachings are like the language that they use or the the reasonings that they use or um the even just like the different um scenarios and comparisons that are oftentimes used don't work because they they don't have that translation it kind of reminds me of like some of my friends um they went to, when I was in, on the team that was went to Denmark, I had friends that went to Papua New Guinea. And they, you know, explained something about Papua New Guineans um, that they didn't have a word or concept for sin. So the whole idea of going there and saying, you're all sinners, you need a savior, was like, we don't even we don't even have a word for that so we have no idea what you're talking about you're just a crazy person right but what they did have is they had these satchels these bags because they were carrying things all the time and they were carrying heavy things and so this bag was representative of this stuff that they were carrying and by taking that off of them and putting it on the cross it's like no there is someone that will help carry these heavy things for you right like, you still oh, have the now link. I understand. Yeah. So, like, it's it's that whole thing. You like, still... that's a whole, like, speaking in the same words and the translation in, like, in the whole concepts of that. So, like, I feel like I have a better understanding of that now, too. Yeah, yeah, because these two different, like, very different sides of the Christian faith just don't know how to talk to each other yeah exactly and so for many years especially right after I came out and I mean before I kind of lost a you know a good chunk of my friends um after coming out I was I was able to because I had that um relationship with you know people 
in that world and they felt comfortable to like ask me questions. I felt I, like I've spent a lot of my time feeling like being a bridge mm -hmm. and I actually really am thankful for that. I feel like that's um, one of uh, the, the things that like, that I, like God put me in that role and I'm like, I actually really kind of enjoy that because yeah, like I really do like love and care these, these people, even if, you know, now all of a sudden, like, they don't want to talk to me. But, like, since we already have that relationship, they feel comfortable. Like, okay, so tell me about this thing. Yeah. You know, I've never been able to, like, ask someone. I'm like, no, ask away. Yeah. Like, I know I know your heart. I know that you, you, you're you doing this out of care. Right. And I know that you don't understand and you're not going to be able to if you don't have someone who's safe to ask yeah. those questions. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's a space that you and I both like I want to say enjoy inhabiting mm -hmm. but like at the same time it's not always easy you yeah. know it's yeah. not like we're you know it's not like we're super happy all the time to have to like play this bridge role sometimes yeah. it's really difficult yeah um but at the same time it's a really valuable thing to be able to be in that space and to be comfortable like knowing that you're, no one's trying no one's necessarily trying to offend you yeah um they just don't have exposure to mm -hmm. you know and they like you're the person that they can ask about these things yeah 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 so i mean the long story of that is really once i kind of you know came out um and you know approached the throne with my whole self i realized that like you know all these people they're like oh well you're you know, your faith isn't real. I was like, it's actually the opposite. Like it's more real now. Yeah. It's more real. It's more of a part of my life. Um, because now I can, I can embrace both of that and my whole self with my whole self, which, you know, I realized that like not everyone gets to that point because right. there's always these things are like, Oh, well, I, I need to fix this before I can do this. Yeah. Like, no, like that, that's the, the beautiful part and what God uses, like, I mean, come on, what story in the Bible, um, tells of, you know, God using and speaking through someone that doesn't have their own crap. Yeah. That's totally perfect. Exactly. Yeah, who exactly. everyone else would have picked. Like, mm, yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's a reason that we are, you know, instructed to love our neighbors as ourselves. Meaning, mm. we have to love ourselves first. <laughs> oh, yeah, that part of that. Oh, what do you mean? Like, yeah, oh, I know. just really like love other people. Yeah, Period. you right can't. Now. You yeah, can't. Well, I mean, you true. can't love other people fully. You can't love God fully. Yeah, exactly. If you're not experiencing that love first, yep. you know, and allowing yourself to. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, that's kind of my story. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. There are actually some things in there that I hadn't heard before. Well, see, good. So but. you know, so this podcast is serving its purpose already. Untitled <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Untitled podcast. Yeah. So on the next episode, we'll talk about. We're gonna dive into your life. Yes. Now I'm a little scared. <laughs> oh, don't be scared. <laughs> That would be great. You should see your eyes right now. You would be scared too. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>